स्मार्ट कास्ट लिसनिंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट वेलकम टू दिस एपिसोड ऑफ किक्स फॉर फ्री इन विच वी डिस्कस ऑल थिंग्स फुटबॉल आई एम भार्गव शर्मा एंड विथ मी इज दिमान सरकार It has been a summer of upheaval at FC Barcelona, a humiliating 8-2 loss to Bayern Munich in last season's Champions League quarterfinals was followed by a bitter confrontation between Lionel Messi and the club's board in August. If newly appointed head coach Ronald Koeman had a tough job to start with, it seems to have gotten tougher after Saturday's 3-1 home loss to Real Madrid. in the season's first El Clasico. It was the third straight league game without a win for Barcelona and their second consecutive defeat in the competition. For Real Madrid, the win helped them bounce back from back-to-back losses against newly promoted Cadiz in the league and Shakhtar Donetsk in the Champions League. In this episode, me and my colleague Timan will discuss last weekend's big game in Spain and the current situation at both Barca and Real Madrid. Timan, uh, quite an interesting clash at Camp Nou on Saturday. What did you make of that game? Uh the penalty first Bhargav uh I think you know Lengle's shot tagging mm. and Ramos making the most of it that turned the game. Uh it, mm. it came at a time when Barcelona were actually doing quite well. They started the second half uh, brighter of the two teams. Mm-hmm. And what beggars belief almost is that No, there was the replay showed that there were two short tagings. Mm-hmm. One was by Lengle, and there was I think it was Busquets or someone else. Too. Now in mm-hmm. this day of freeze frame technology, I don't know how these big stars mm-hmm. at one of the biggest football clubs thought they could get away with it. Also, those substitutions at the end, removing one defensive player after another with attacking players, mm-hmm. somehow seemed baffling. Uh, and because we're talking of uh, Ronald Koeman, who's played 14 Clasicos. Yeah, uh, going into his first one as coach, so it it kind of seemed out to sync with uh, a club that till recently was known for playing possession football that has got so many hook to the game. Mm-hmm. You don't expect Barcelona to suddenly, you know, compromise on the team shape and balance by just taking out one defensive player after the other and putting in one attacking player. And I don't know what were they trying to do. Root one football. I just didn't get that, but. the match didn't really get to get great heights mm-hmm. although although it started kind of well with valverde and uh, fati scoring mm-hmm. goals fati is one take away from this game i mean he's 17 mm-hmm. years old but he plays with the maturity of someone who's 27 maybe and yeah. uh, ramos was playing his 45th clasico and for some time in the game fati was making him look old because barcelona were trying to target ramos and fati was making those runs mm-hmm. to ensure that you know ramos would be caught out had that uh, header from coutinho gone in 
we could have been discussing something else in this episode maybe we would have talked about barcelona's revival for all you know <laughs> I, i i still think that the 3-1 result is flattering <laughs> flattering for real that is but it also shows how much work needs to be done at barcelona right and i think obviously the penalty was a huge turning point in that game but uh, i felt barcelona's uh, reaction to that goal was quite fragile and uh, i mean we talked about no reaction actually yeah i mean it wasn't uh, i mean nowhere near what we expected from them uh, yes and uh, i mean we talk about kuman when he took the job obviously it did seem like a double edged sword uh, yes. especially in a situation where your star player doesn't quite want to stay and the fan base is firmly against your board of directors so mm. it wasn't quite an ideal situation for him when he came in uh, i think fans will be a bit more patient with kuman because of his history at the club as a player but definitely this is not an easy situation for him and uh, i think as you said fati was definitely very impressive uh, on saturday and i also felt serginio test uh, the right yes, back yes. he played really yes, well very all, good all round performance from him but uh, overall they do have a, quite a few problem areas in their squad and not being able to get their transfer targets uh, and letting go of a striker of luis suarez's quality probably hasn't helped them and uh, may in fact hurt them this season yeah probably hasn't helped them is uh, helped them is 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 an understatement i would think mm-hmm. i mean i'll come to suarez in a bit but i think you know griezmann's inability to get a get some game time stays mm-hmm. constant in in what has been a season of continuous churn in what has been a year of continuous churn at barcelona right and clint spoemans tinkered the with the team to give uh, coutinho and diong more prominent roles but even after the departure of suarez uh, he hasn't been able to fit in griezmann the fact that suarez suarez made a lot of points before he left he he made it clear mm. that he didn't want to go it was he was hurt he was mm. hurting he made it clear that possibly uh, he deserved a better deal from barcelona and he's hit the ground running at atletico madrid he had two goals and an assist i think in his first game and he has mm. four goals in six games for them this season Mm-hmm. So uh, every time Suarez scores, somebody or the other at Barcelona is going to skip a heartbeat, and mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting to see how he fares when they when when the teams meet. Actually, mm-hmm. Suarez and Cavani are two players I'm quite keen to see follow this season because of the mm-hmm. circumstances around which they have you know changed clubs. Uh, Cavani, for someone who hasn't played any football since February. I thought uh, uh, you know made quite an impressive start at Old Trafford the other day it was on Saturday so also on Saturday yeah he made quite an impressive start so uh, these two player players can provide interesting uh, points uh, for conversation as the season goes on um what I digress sorry getting back to the game I'm, I'm the other thing that I'm curious about is uh, how is this Ricky Puig uh, saga playing out uh, because Koeman mm-hmm. seems to Uh, have no time for him and yeah. has made that clear mm. i mean barca like you said got dest i i read later that you know he was uh, all these top stars of barcelona uh, mm. avoided the media at the flash interview and he was thrust forward and yeah. he turned around and told all the spanish reporters that i'll take only questions in english uh, which kind of seemed uh, unfair on the media because here mm. you have a situation where pk is blasting the president messi mm. obviously has his well documented uh, disagreements with the way the club is being run but when mm-hmm. it came to after the clasico none of these top guns uh, fronted the media faced the media 
hmm. and hmm. Uh, so you know after another underwhelming uh, performance after another underwhelming transfer season you would have expected some of them to stand up and you know at least talk to the media about the game mm-hmm. uh, unlike barcelona real madrid haven't bought anyone they've mm-hmm. offloaded some 16 players yes but zidane still hasn't lost in six games at camp nou as a real coach so it is really another indication of how grim things are at uh, the club that calls itself mescu un club which is more than a club uh, so i think i think what happened on saturday kind of mirrors the the hmm. situation barcelona are in it definitely is i mean definitely not a very great situation to be in for barcelona and of course i mean these are early stages uh, but at the same time i think uh, we always have to keep in mind that the narrative around the club of barcelona's stature can always change with a good result or two if they can get a good result against uh, juventus in the champions league oh, yeah, the discourse around them can change uh, i mean just before this clasico real madrid seemed to be in a bad run of form they weren't particularly playing uh, great football in the first four league games and quite remarkably they were trailing a depleted shakhtar side 3-0 at home at half time yeah. uh, they yeah. went on to lose that game 3-2 of course uh, and things were not looking great for them either but there's not much talk about real's uh, struggles now yeah so fine margins absolutely granted mm. for now uh, we are not talking about real struggles but you know the mm. thing is one of the reasons why we are not doing that is that possibly because uh, zidane 2.0 mm. uh, and without that goal scoring machine called cristiano ronaldo mm. real have shown that they can still grind out wins they are not playing very impressive football but hmm. there's a sense of doggedness in the game that makes hmm. it a very hard team to beat now hmm. so it was that ability to win 1-0 2-1 all those kind of results that hmm. gave them the la liga last year and they last season they made the best of the lockdown with the aging stars they got more time to recover and hmm. even on saturday you see as as messi kind of faded out around the hour mark Mm-hmm. I thought Real ended the game lot stronger. They looked in charge, and Ramos mm-hmm. was back to being the leader he is for club and country. He scored hundred mm-hmm. goals. I mean, for a centre back, I it's, mm-hmm. it's incredible what he's actually done for Absolutely. for both club and country. Mm-hmm. And Zidane after the game said uh, Real played the perfect game. I would tend to disagree with that. May not be the most accurate description mm-hmm. of the game, but it was a statement from a man in control. You see, even in the lead up to this game. he was calm he he took all the blame of the shakta loss on himself he told the media that he knows his job could be on the line if he lost again but he's also said that you know but i've come out of these situations before so it showed that the man was calm in a situation which can definitely be described as a crisis and right. i i think that somehow got reflected in the performance that real also put out uh, on saturday Right, and I mean we can only imagine what the situation would have been like had uh, Real lost that game because it would have meant uh, oh boy. three straight defeats and would certainly have uh, added to the pressure on Zidane. But I think he he managed that game uh, very well. He uh, I think the, there were different phases of the game, uh, starting with uh, the equaliser that they conceded. 
and uh, the 60 minute penalty of of course there was a slice of luck uh, one could say but i think it was a very mature performance and uh, he got his substitutions right uh, compared to kuman who waited till the yeah, I, I, I couldn't make any sense of those substitutions i mean you yeah. don't generally throw out one player after the other and uh, you know just it didn't seem very barcelona to me it didn't it didn't and i think compared to barcelona that was uh, i think the game management of real madrid was uh, way way ahead of barcelona on saturday and i think uh, it's performances like this uh, that uh, they would need to take to europe when they resume their champions league campaign because they've got uh, another important game coming up don't they Tuesday, Tuesday, yes. Um, you know, it's it's the Zidane in his first stint uh, won a hat trick of Champions League titles, and that's that in mm. itself is so incredible. Mm. Uh, Real play Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, in the Champions League this week, and it'll really be interesting to see how the defense that was competent against Barcelona stands mm. up to the test of uh, someone like uh, 28-year-old Jonas Hoffman, mm. who's had a great start to the Bundesliga and who's been involved in. Six of the club's seven goals this season, mm-hmm. uh, especially because it is possible that both Mendy and Marcello will start as uh, fullbacks, like they did against Shakhtar. And Zidane wants Real to sort of go for that high press. Pretty much everybody at the elite level of football wants to do that. But Zidane also has some aging legs to deal with when he tries to do that. So that can leave space at the back, and that mm-hmm. could be that could be exploited by a team that has uh, some speed and mm-hmm. also. And I think it's going to be kind of interesting if Marcus Thuram plays because uh, Zidane played with his father Lillian, uh, won a World Cup. So there was a time when, some time back, when Buffon, uh, I think, played with both Enrico Chiesa and then played against or with uh, his son Frederico yeah. Chiesa. So yeah, mm. so it's it's that kind of situation where Zidane will be on the touchline and Marcus Thuram possibly playing. But mm. the thing that Zidane needs to or Real need to be slightly worried about is that Borussia Park is has been a difficult place to travel to. I was reading a Bundesliga mm. report that said only five of the last 19 away teams have come away with a win since the start of the 2019-2020 season. Mm. Now, so it can get difficult. I understand there are no crowds, etc. So maybe mm. that could neutralize that factor. But it's not a statistic that uh, Real would be very happy dealing with when they go there. Also, you know, the teams haven't met since 1975-76. That was... Yeah. Uh, at a time when Bayern Munich ruled that uh, that competition, and mm. even then Real won only on away goals. Mm. So uh, it's it's uh, it is it could be a very interesting game, and mm. I think Barcelona have an even bigger challenge. They have to, yeah. they have to forget uh, the defeat uh, of Saturday, the, the the defeat that came at Camp Nou, their home ground, and then they have to run in. They run into uh, Juventus. Uh, mm. It could mean it could mean a Messi Ronaldo uh, face off. Uh, if if Pirlo uh, gives uh, Ronaldo some game time, even though he's been in quarantine for due to COVID, if he gets another negative test, he's eligible to play. So uh, this Tuesday and Wednesday, we have uh, a lot of things to talk yeah. about. You know, things like will will Coutinho's hamstring hold, for instance? If, if is Koeman going to give him a game on Champions League as well? Mm-hmm. Will Griezmann step up if he finally gets a game? Mm-hmm. Uh, will Messi and Ronaldo liven up the midweek, or you know, with, will Vinicius Junior uh, make Real forget temporarily at least the fact mm-hmm. that Eden Hazard is is not there? I would think uh, lots of things to look forward to this week. 
Right, right. And definitely quite a few other games as well in the Champions League coming up. So hopefully yeah. those games won't disappoint. See you next time then. This was an episode of Kicks for Free. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at dhimanht and at bhargav sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.